Hello, hello everybody. Welcome to the Steadfast Love Podcast designed to inspire, equip, and encourage people just like you and me to thrive outside of our comfort zones and to love others unconditionally. I'm your host, Melani, and I am so glad you're tuning into this week's episode. If you are new here, make sure you stay tuned to the end to see how you can get connected to this awesome community that we are growing together. Until then, enjoy the episode. Hello, everybody. Welcome to this episode of the Steadfast Love Podcast. I'm super excited. I'm currently sitting in a pretty legit setup. Um, I'm going to post pictures on the Instagram, so make sure you stick around to the end to find out how to see them because this is like actually legit and it's super cool. Thanks to Chris Bell. And Chris Bell is our guest, so you want to give us an introduction? Yes. Hi, everyone. I'm so excited to be on this podcast. Um, I am very close friends with Melani. We were best friends the minute we started meeting. Um, I really I am thought you were about to say we were best friends forever. I'm like, okay, now you're lying. On no, the no. Like, we like just met. <laughs> no, no, no. We did. We did. But we are like similar spirits and feelers mm-hmm. and everything. I am Chris Bell. I am the worship director at Beacon Church. Um, I love to write music. I love glitter. I love everything sparkly. <laughs> and I'm I don't know what else to say. Yeah. I mean, that pretty sum, pretty much sums you up. So, <laughs> um, yeah, she just started working here at Beacon, um, and it's su- she's, like, amazing. Like, you can really see God working through her, and it's been pretty amazing just to, like, be – like, we kind of share an office space, if you can call the studio an office. But, yeah, it's been pretty amazing to see um, God working through her, and she brings such a different element to like the staff and all the things here, which is super exciting. Thank you. Um, one of the things she touched on was that we're both feelers, um, which means we cry a lot. Like I cry all the time. I was telling Chris Bell, I was like, I literally cry before I come into work. And she's like, me too. <laughs> so we're like, yep. we literally just sit there and cry. And then we come in and we're like, all right, let's go. Um, so that's kind of what this episode's going to be about. Um, because a lot of times I feel like people don't, like we're scared of emotions or emotions take too much control Mm -hmm. and so I think it'd be just awesome to kind of hash that out especially through the lens of Christ um so one of the first things that I wanted to talk about was just like the challenges and benefits you've experienced of being like an emotional person yeah oh man that's (coughs) rough so I guess the challenges if if you're a fellow feeler out there you already know what I'm gonna say I mean you get labeled since you're young you're dramatic you're mm-hmm. too sensitive nobody can joke around with you sensitive oof uh-huh and and yeah. that is i think that being sensitive is not a bad thing but when it's constantly told to you in this negative connotation it becomes mm-hmm. a label that you don't want so throughout the years i I I was very shy growing up. I wasn't, like, always this, like, big and animated person because I was just so scared, I guess, of letting my true self or my true Mm -hmm. emotions out. And uh, a win of being sensitive, I think it's a gift from God. I think Jesus himself was a sensitive being. And when when you are a feeler, when you talk to other people, it's like the Holy Spirit knows exactly what the other person's going through, but because God has given me the gift of like emotional intelligence Mm -hmm. I can now know how to pray for them because it's not only like I'm listening to your story but I can also feel what you're feeling deeply so I think it's it's a gift um and I'm just happy that like Jesus is so is so lovely that we can also read the Bible in a different lens because we are feelers Mm -hmm. 
there's a, a verse, I can't remember where it was, but it says Jesus' heart went out to her. It was a widow who was um, coming in, and she, uh, a widow and a, a mother who just lost her only son. So it was, and like, it just said Jesus' heart went out to her, and then he went and he did something for her. And it's just like, I just have that on my wall in front of my desk, Jesus' heart went out to her. Because like, that's, I feel that, you know? And it just also reminds me that his heart goes out to me, and like, I'm so sensitive, um, and, like, one thing that I can do, I, I'm sure you can, too. I, we've talked about it. Like, feel the shift in a room. Like, one person, I become so sensitive to what they're feeling. So if they're feeling like one person is off, it literally changes the whole dynamic of the room. I don't know if other people feel that way, too. But for me, it's, like, consistent. Yep. Yeah. So, like, if, like, let's say Logan's tired. Like, even if he's just tired, I'm like, are you okay? Like, mm-hmm. are you okay? I keep asking. He's like, I'm literally fine. I'm like, okay, just want to make sure. <laughs> yep, yep. Reading a room is, and and it's so debilitating sometimes being a feeler because after big events or after mm-hmm. very sad events like a funeral or a wake or whatever it can be, you're just drained, yes. like emotionally drained. Yes. And it's like something is happening in this room. But then again, it's, it, it's so, um, when I started actually, like living it out instead of just feeling it and just feeling it to myself God started revealing to me so much like I would walk if I walk into a room and and something is like out of place or or like I feel very very heavy Mm -hmm. I I will talk about it or I will tell somebody what's going on or like the other day I was like hey Melani are you okay Uh whatever and then it's like I feel like those like Holy Spirit like inclinations it's like go with it because then even if they say they're okay in the moment, which happens a ton of time, they'll come back later and be like, actually, I'm really glad that you said something because I X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, man, like, thank you, Jesus. Yeah, <laughs> even if they don't know, that, like, don't tell you, I don't know. I, I always feel like oh, someone noticed. Like, just being able to notice someone's hurt, even if they never open up to you, like, it makes a difference. Like, I remember another time we were in the studio and, like, I was – like just really to myself and like and you came over and you gave me a hug and I was like oh no <laughs> it felt so much and like I didn't e- I don't even think I told you what was going on but like you felt it and you acted on it and that's very Christ-like yeah um, you did the same for me <laughs> one day um I was just I don't even know what was going on but it was very emotionally draining and I just like put my head down on my desk to kind of like take a second and Melani was like are you okay and I'm like, no. <laughs> and then and then you were like, let's talk about it. And then we did. Yeah. But I really think that in, in those moments where you are not only just acknowledging someone else's emotions, but being there with them and through it as mm-hmm. a feeler is like when the true healing comes. Yeah, for sure. Um, another thing that, so obviously if you're listening, you can tell we're both Christians because <laughs> we mentioned Jesus uh, quite a few times and we just started. Um, so how do you think faith and feelings go together? Because when I first, so I, you know, I've always been a Christian, but then I, there was like this point in my high school life that I like pretty much was like, okay, this is actually what I'm going to start living for. And I would always tell myself, you're more than your feelings. You're more than your feelings, which is true. But I interpreted that as don't feel your emotions, ignore them because they're not actually the reality. And like right now I'm kind of in the middle of trying to figure out, you know, how much is healthy to feel And when is it, like, time to be, like, okay, like, I actually have to get a grip on these. Like, not really suppress or ignore them, but actually be able to manage them. What do Mm -hmm. you – how do you think faith and feelings play together? I I think feelings is a part of faith. I think that once – 
it, it's such a process. Like, I don't want to sound like I am, like, you know, an <laughs> expert on managing my emotions because uh-huh. it's definitely a process. Right. But once I realize that this is a gift, then my lens is totally different. Mm-hmm. Instead of me being like, oh, I feel too much. This is a curse or this is painful for me or I'm the only one in the room that's one of these. It was like once I shifted my perspective, it was like, okay, like I'm a, I am a feeler and how does this – how does faith come in it? It's a part of it. Like mm-hmm. it's a part of the faith that I actually feel in 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 my body and in my soul when I read a scripture and it makes me cry. When I read a psalm and I want to like shout for joy or leading worship, it's like yeah. I want others to feel that. Um, so when I started seeing it as a gift, it changed the lens. But feelings can be very deceptive. Mm-hmm. Um, and when they become so strong, I often go – like, why am I feeling this so strongly? Like, or I will ask God, why am I feeling so angry? Or why am I sobbing at this? And I, I he always teaches me what's going on. I talk to God out loud all the time, like in my car. That's just me what I too. do. It's, it really helps me because God wants to know you for you and not like, you know, our father, like in yeah. these big English words, you know. Right, yeah. So every time I, I'll feel something really heavy or something that I feel like I shouldn't be feeling, I just ask God. And like towards the end of the prayer, it's like, OK, like I may not know, but eventually I will. And mm-hmm. yeah, I think feelings are a part of faith. And I think as feelers, we bring so much to the table that not that people aren't feelers, but as heavy feelers yeah. um, that they sometimes need. I love that you said it's like a gift, and I think that's, I mean, I hope that resonates with some people, because there's, um, Paul will talk about the church, like, if we're all ears, then, like, who can see, like, that kind of thing, and I've been really, like, focusing on that, because I don't have a high, like, intellect. I'm not, like, I can figure things out, but I'm not, that's just not my strength. It takes a lot more effort, but being emotional, like, I can tune in quickly, and so realizing that that's actually a gift and that's actually a strength in itself has been something that I'm, you know, I'm learning to do. But once you like start to become more confident and like this is actually where my gifting is, this is actually where my ability is. I don't have to be like a great at like logical thinking. Like that's not what I have to be. And um, mm-hmm. that's been a big comfort for me in these recent months of like getting through it, I guess. Um, Yeah, and it's reflected, too, with, like, the disciples. You know, um, we all, like, I I watch the Chosen series. They kind of, like, develop their characters. But even just reading in the Bible, it's like you have the logical one. You know, Mm -hmm. you have the tax collectors. And then you have Peter, who is very, (laughs) like, let me react right now, zero to 100. Uh And then you have the ones that you barely hear about. Or then you have Andrew, who is, like, a feeler, you know? (laughs) Yes, yes. So so it's it's a uh, it's cool how even like in in the disciples you could see the body working together with their yeah. different giftings and everything like that. Oh, that's such an in- like I never thought about the dis- cuz there are some like you literally don't hear about. But I never thought about it being because maybe they're just their gifting wasn't like needed it didn't need to be recorded. Like there's people who you know probably fly under the radar and do tons of things for Christ and like you don't need to be like in, written in history to be written in the book of life you know mm. like you have your purpose and you like whatever it is and I know you know at our age especially I feel like at any age like just finding who you are is such a process and it's so difficult and you know just being able to be like okay actually this is this is what God has given me to work with 
and it's not like a burden it's not something I have to like struggle through it's actually something that is my superpower like we've often said together like you know my emotions are my biggest strength and my biggest weakness Mm -hmm. and I think that's because the enemy takes it and he likes to make you think oh you're too emotional you can't get anything done like you can't you know you should have been doing work today but instead you're having a breakdown like you Mm -hmm. can't be doing that like you're incapable and competent like he'll go at it but it's like once you can like you said earlier like recognize it as a gift i think that's so crucial yeah and i sorry the holy spirit was just like whoop yeah do it. um you know those who sow with tears reap with songs of joy mm. that is like my verse and that's just allowed me to be like i i cry a lot over everything happy tears sad tears mm-hmm. but when we allow ourselves to be so broken before the lord that's when the real healing happens when like the horrible parts of ourselves we allow god to let his light shine into us that's when we become healers that's when our curse becomes a superpower Mm -hmm. because then you will be talking and i've seen it you will be talking to somebody else and you're like wow god just redeemed that incredibly painful part of me so that i now can impart that into this person and it's just like oh thank you (laughs) yeah for real um I was also thinking um about something you said earlier about like how you talk in the car and like you're like or why do I feel this so deeply like why am I like you reflect that also reminded me of like the psalms and like David he like talks to his soul and like there's this one song um it's called gratitude it's literally my favorite song right now they play on repeat all the time and there's this part of the song there's a section where he goes come on my soul don't you get shy on me lift up your song um and he like starts really like declaring like this is not the time to coward like this is the time to declare God's glory and it's like every time I hear I get chills and I'm like screaming in my car it's an amazing song um wow yeah and and with the soul thing I mean um Melani and I are in a pastoral incubator class Mm -hmm. and we just read this book called soul keeping and the bible mentions a soul so many times and people are like what's a soul what is it and um I really recommend that book to everyone but a lot of the times your like emotions or lack of emotions like talk about your soul so like even if you're one of us listening out there or <laughs> mm-hmm. or not like asking those oh soul why why so downcast within yes. me why so angry within me and god really does show you like uh, for me almost right away <laughs> yeah and you know it just it's he's so kind about it mm-hmm. too like it's like you said you just have to really be broken before god and like that's a difficult thing to wrap your head around like people are like why would i want to like be broken but once it's not really like being it's like actually admitting you're already broken and like being like god like there's i actually like realizing your place kind of like being like falling before the god of the universe who allows us to come to him and being like i'm actually and i'm not it like i actually can't be enough yeah and it's like that's actually because you know for me i used to actually have this on my wall when i was in like high school failure is not an option i I believed that and i told myself that and it was such a burden and once i laid that before christ and was like <laughs> failure has to be an option because it's yeah. all i'm doing and then yeah. he redeems that and he's like constantly you know just refining us to be yeah. more like him and i think a part of that is um, being emotional yeah. and like you know some people have a harder time being emotional mm-hmm. but like actually i think it's because it's scary it's vulnerable and yeah. you know it allows people to hurt you and it allows you to feel other people's hurt and it's yeah. it's heavy 
it yeah. can be really heavy. And I also think that pride comes into it too, because oh, yeah. like you said, failure is not an option. I like in, like believe that intrinsically, like mm-hmm. growing up, and it it's a lot of pride because you think I had a moment like a couple of months ago. It's like, whoa, I'm not my own personal savior. This is not that I'm not Jesus. Like yeah. I am not perfect. And uh, my therapist, she always, she's like, oh, well, I didn't know you were female Jesus, right? (laughs) And she's like, she has just such a way to say things like that. I'm like, yeah, so like that perfectionism or or the pride to be like, actually, I don't have this or actually I can't feel this or I don't have the ability to feel this. It's Mm -hmm. like, God, do away with my pride. You know, dying Mm -hmm. to yourself has to do a lot with like, I got this. Yeah. And our culture says, I got this. Yeah. Like, you know, you, like, you know, it's meant to be encouraging, you mm-hmm. know, and like you can see the heart behind it. But without Christ, it really is an empty like, you know, just saying like because then like I've heard people talk about like they see these quotes on Pinterest they are meant to be encouraging. But then they're like, I I'm not doing those things like I'm yeah. not actually reaching what people say, like chase your dreams or you can do it. It's like I actually can't you know and it's like what do you do once your pinterest does no like doesn't know like doesn't motivate you any longer it's like oh that's good that (laughs) needs to be on a shirt it came out stuttered (laughs) but it got there that was good (laughs) but i want to go ahead and move on um to the next piece which is your testimony um you know you've mentioned it a few times being like a perfectionist and like just throughout this episode but um i'd love to hear like a more um just whatever you're comfortable sharing about your testimony absolutely so um i grew up um, my mom, you know, our, our family wasn't really a Christian family. Like we were Catholic, but like that's mm-hmm. about it. And my mom had met the Lord when I was around seven or eight. And we were, um, we started to go in the church, but it was um, like a bit of a legalistic environment. So I didn't really mm-hmm. understand any of it. I, I just went and I was like, this is four hours long. This <laughs> is five hours long. Like I want to go home now. Uh-huh. And I honestly still you know, I grew up with it. When I met my uh, boyfriend, now husband, I was like, we got to go to church. Like even Mm -hmm. then the Holy Spirit, even looking back at it, the Holy Spirit always put like seeds in my heart that now I can look back at and be like, wow, like you were at work. So I was like, in order for this to work, like I was Uh so bossy, you need to come to church. (laughs) Like you need to do this. And he was like, okay, like I'm going to church. And he committed his life to Christ. He got baptized there. Wow. And then after that, we were just like, you know what? We're not going anymore. Like we just went out of straight obligation. Mm. And um, we, I, I always felt like I wasn't good enough for God, like because I couldn't follow all the rules and, yeah. I, and I couldn't do enough. And so we fell away for a while. Um, and then at the time I got married very young. I was 19 and my mom had just moved back to Costa Rica to retire. So I was newly married in a new home wow. without my mom who was literally like my everything and I just was looking for love in all of these wrong places mm-hmm. so married at a young age I just like I shattered a ton of my relationships and I shattered my marriage because I would like um, look for love in, in wrong places like other men and mm-hmm. I you know unfortunately like I had an emotional affair and I would be in a, a ton of productions because I grew up doing musical theater mm-hmm. and where I would be a romantic counterpart and a lead and I would have to kiss the other person and not to say there's like, you know, acting is acting, but like there comes a point where I was just looking for love and, you know, I would kiss other people and it was, it was honestly, it was really 
horrible. Mm-hmm. And I um, just hit rock bottom one day. I, you know, I did a, did some some drugs. Um, one day I got really really like high and I was like okay I'm gonna die like I think I'm gonna die and that you know the next morning like I called my husband and well he picked me up and the next morning I told him everything I had ever lied to him about wow in one sitting oh um yeah it was really heavy but I um yeah so I had woken up and and told him everything and um, he was kind of quiet and it was, it was honestly like the next couple of days had been just continual, like down spiraling of like all of these things that i had ever lied to him about, which I didn't really know at the time, like what I was doing. Mm-hmm. Um, so one night I had finally told him like the last thing I had lied to him about, you know, in my head. And, yeah. and so it really happened. But like, for me, I felt like I was just, um, purging just Mm -hmm. everything because I just wanted to get rid of it so I just was alone and I remember like the place and time and I was like sobbing to the point where I was like like almost gagging like really really sick and I uh opened up Netflix and I was like okay they used to have a faith and spirituality tab yeah so I went on there and which was totally the Holy Spirit now. And they had Elevation Church had a whole series on Netflix. Really? A whole series. I didn't know called that. Called Code Orange. Yes. Oh. And so I watched one episode and after like the one like thing, I was like, okay, like in the sermon, they said, God has been tapping you on the shoulder for too long. It's time Ooh. to turn around and look at him. And I was like, okay, God, like I'm going to oh, turn wow. around and look at you. And I was still very broken. My anxiety was like so high. I couldn't sleep. I like I couldn't eat. I remember going into the mirror and just looking at myself and being like, I wonder if people can see the brokenness inside of me. Mm. And it was like it was rough. And then one day I uh, just prayed so hard and I woke up with the peace that surpasses all understanding. And it's like after almost like two years of not feeling any peace. I felt like happiness and calmness and I was like oh my gosh thank you Jesus so I started uh plugging into my church and I remember just going up to pastors and just being like please pray for me and my marriage and it was oh oh it's so crazy sorry I'm like crying (laughs) wow Um, that's amazing and then I joined the worship team uh out of pride honestly because I was like I can do this I can totally (laughs) sing a song about Jesus um but throughout this time the healing that somebody asked me why I worship and I was like I worship because it heals me and Mm -hmm. it literally did and I uh just God kept elevating me to other places and places and my marriage it took like two years or three years to like finally like mend because I was like okay like we now love each other again fully Mm -hmm. um to the extent and uh it's like so beautiful so I found this thing called worship and I stopped doing theater and I am like now at a crazy point in my life where like I get to do this for a living which is insane and my husband uh, like he, he, he really likes it here, which I'm happy about <laughs> oh, at this church. And we are like good. Like we look at each other and we're like, we cry. Like I cry sometimes. Cause I'm like, look at all these things we've gone through and, but God, like, but yeah. God still showed up and, and he forgave me and he, he loves me. And we honestly say that like love was so different when we first got married to mm. what it is now. 
And for me, I didn't really know how to love. Um, so we, we're just so blessed. So we have a lot of growing to do for sure. But, um, I was like, you know what, like I want other people to feel the same healing that I felt because if, because everything is possible to God and he's redeemed like everything in my life and still working on me. So that's a little bit about my story. Wow. (laughs) That's incredible. And I think, thank you for being so honest with everybody. It's like, I can relate to a lot of it, especially, I think this one, um, if not every girl, most, and then, you know, men too, like looking in the mirror, like that moment, like I teared up because I was like, I remember so clearly, like I can tell you the bathroom, I can tell you, like I had the shower running so no one could hear me crying, like there's some lows, and then just to, like I've done this with Logan too, I've looked back, I'm like, look how much we've been redeemed, and it's like exciting, you Mm -hmm. know, like because you know, I think sometimes when we look back at our testimonies, we get, um, like, I can get caught up in, like, oh, my goodness, I did this, I did this, yeah. I, I did all of that wrong, and, and then, but then I have to remember Jesus, because, like, but God, like, he yeah. sent his son for me, like, yep. and now, you know, I, I'm actually, I can help people, like, yeah. I can actually use my, God is so good, mm-hmm. he uses literally every sin, everything yeah. I could have done, and he redeems it and uses it to help others come to Christ I'm like who are you like what is this Mm -hmm. like it's such an amazing like just opportunity to be a part of because otherwise we are our mistakes yeah like we are literally all the wrong we've done yeah and it's like God's so good yeah and um he's just rewritten my story like Mm -hmm. it's not even like you know the mistakes of your past and everything but it's like yes those still exist and they were still true and a part of you but Mm -hmm. now they're just rewritten Mm -hmm. with like like the pen of grace and love yeah. and like you you it's honestly like when I'm at church I'm like do you guys understand that like everybody's a testimony in this place mm-hmm. like everybody just look at everyone and it's like there's God grace again and there God's grace again and it's oh, it's yeah. so amazing but thank you for allowing me to share that yes. and I mean if if you're out there and this is like you in in a broken marriage or whatever like just keep keep praying but also get plugged in with people who will feed life into you and encouragement and and uh, marriage marriage is tough but it's such a beautiful reflection that god gave us like yeah you know church and the christ you know it's like marriage is like hey let me test you and Mm -hmm. let me hold a big mirror up to your face Mm -hmm. and you know be christ-like and so yeah, thank I mean, you for letting me share that. Oh, thank you. And, like, with your story, just talking about marriage a little bit, I know that's we're not on our agenda to yeah. talk about, but now <laughs> I'm going to. Yeah. Um, but, you know, one thing I love about the picture of marriage is just the security that the marriage offers and how that reflects our security in Christ. Mm-hmm. Like, you, like they, that person knows you. They yeah. know how messed up you are, mm-hmm. but they also know how great you are. And they love you, and there's nothing you can do if it is a Christ-centered marriage to cause them to not love you. Right. Like, there will be healing that needs to happen and healing in the relationship, but they love you like Christ. And then that's just a tiny, tiny reflection of that truth with God. It's like there's, like, nothing, no height, no depth that can separate me from God's life. Like, that becomes cliche, but the truth of it, when it sets into your heart, like— it changes the game in every relationship. Yep. Um, it makes it makes it easier to forgive others and like just to be forgiven because that can be hard too. Yeah. Oof. 
Um, so the next thing I'd like to talk to you about is um, just you being a worship leader. Like you said, worship is like healing. And it's like been that for you, but also that pride piece. And like it's also your job. So how does yeah. that all play together? Because, you know, it, it can be I, I don't know, like just I, you know, I kind of do like miscellaneous tasks around here and I'm like, why am I doing this? Like, am I doing it for pride or am I doing it for Christ? But like you lead every Sunday. Like, what is that? What does it do? Like, what is what does that look like? What is going on inside your head and your heart? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> uh, that's a big question. <laughs> so um, I and it's it's also so difficult in our, in our culture. We have such an idea of Christian culture mm-hmm. and what Christians are supposed to be or look like. So when I first started leading worship, I was like, well, I'm going to just go do what Stephanie Gretzinger does <laughs> or, um, you know, what t- uh, like Brooke Lightwood does or yeah. the Hillsong people and and. But then it's like, no, like, like not that it's wrong to emulate or like to look up to other people, but it's like God gives you this role for you to be you in, Mm -hmm. in him, like seated in him. I don't know if that like makes sense. Yeah, yeah. um, So being, being a worship leader, it's a lot, but all the tasks, it's like, it just, I, I don't know, it gives me so much joy. Like, yeah, you know, it's stressful if people decline their planning center times or whatever. But then but then on Sunday, it's like you look around and you look at the people and it's like, all right, like we got a job to do. Yeah. Like for, for me, worship, uh, worship leading has been uh, such a gift because not only do you get to lead other people, but like the preparation before a Sunday is my favorite part because mm-hmm. you get to lead yourself into the worship and you you get to like pray through the songs and Holy Spirit, what do you want me to say here? And what do you want me to say here? Or what's really going to help? And I think that a lot of the time worship leaders um, tend to feel bad about themselves when they don't feel it on a Sunday, yeah. especially if you're a feeler. But like our job is to work on it like like we have to usher other people into the Mm -hmm. presence of God and um for me I I love creating those moments so that's from it's so fulfilling for me um because I'm like okay well what lyric in that song will help everybody and I also have like this thing where it's like if I'm gonna speak or address the congregation in a way what can I say that's gonna affect the feelers the thinkers and the doers because I am a feeler Mm -hmm. right but I can be super flowery and like super <laughs> like, hey, the earth and the wind <laughs> and the rain. And uh-huh. I had a pastor tell me that one time and I was like, oh, man, like, <laughs> you're right. So then I'm like, now I have like this thing. I'm like, OK, well, the feelers I got down packed. Like, right. let me say this. Now, how do I um, appeal to the thinkers, like the very lo- like logical thinking yeah. people? Or, and how do I appeal to the doers? And then like I'll come up with this thing to try to um, like – just um appeal to everyone but i i love worship leading it it is so fun i love the creativity behind it but mm-hmm. i also love because i'm very extra um <laughs> our are doing something on stage bigger than ever will make somebody comfortable to make a, even a smaller like outward mm-hmm. gesture of worship yeah. and not to say that reverent worship is wrong or anything like that but i think that there is um a freedom that we have in worshiping God that sometimes I'm like, do you guys know that he inhabits the praises of his people? Yeah. Like, let us sit in this, you know, or let us be out there. So, yeah, I love it. Oh, you're so great at it, too. It's like it 
really and i'm apprehensive to because i i know when people like come after church and they like compliment you you're like thank you and then you're like but it wasn't me but like it was me like that pride Mm -hmm. like sinks in but um i feel like you know with with you i've i've seen the holy spirit move and i've like seen it on the end of the congregation like the people in you know i don't like saying crowd but like they're they're the ones who are not on stage like they they feel it and like it's so exciting and you know and it allows me to like be able to celebrate the talents of other women and mm-hmm. other christians and not like compare myself but be like look what she's doing for the kingdom like <laughs> she's doing that like that means she's pushing forward yeah. the mission of christ like you go girl you thank know you. And it's so exciting to see thank you thank you i i appreciate it and i i also like with with what you said it's like i'm apprehensive about like telling you this or mm-hmm. telling you that like we were talking about encouragement yeah. like encouragement is great it's wonderful um but as a worship leader there is a lot of dying to yourself <laughs> like uh-huh. it's it's like we had this uh, really great good friday or palm sunday and easter and all these things and i just like told god i'm like this is for you like mm-hmm. i had heard somebody say like you collect compliments as flowers and then at the end of the day, you get on your knees and you present the bouquet to God because wow. it's not for us. And I take that every every Sunday. That like, is a beautiful picture of what. It, that's so cool. Yeah, I love that. Um, now I want to transition into your song. So yeah. if you don't know, Chrisville has a song out. It's called Altar. And I just want to know the story behind it. Um, yeah. And it's like, I also know that you're you're thinking about releasing other music. Huh. And I just want to hear, like, your plans, your story about your music. And just, can you tell us about yeah, that? Yeah, definitely. So um, I don't even consider myself a songwriter. Like, that doesn't <laughs> even happen. But during um, the shutdown last year, I just sat down and I got the song from top to bottom. Like, nice. everything. Chords, lyrics, melody, nice. bridge, like, whole thing. And I was like okay like I have to do something about this so um after altar came about where I didn't feel God and I didn't feel like I was very apathetic and I was like I don't know what you're doing I don't know what's going on and altar I wrote it out of that like Mm -hmm. no matter if I don't feel it right or like whatever is going on like my life is an altar for you like make my life an altar and bring me to my knees and that was like the the thing in that moment because I wasn't even feeling it but I wrote the whole song and like my offering to to God is is my whole spirit right like a broken and contrite spirit and and I was like right here where I stand is going to become an altar because I think that so many times in our lives we hit dead ends or we don't know what's happening next and it's Mm -hmm. like you know what this is it this is for you Jesus right now like this altar of of um like where I get to die to myself but know that my life is for Jesus like my life is a living sacrifice unto you and here I stand with all of my you know weirdness and brokenness and emotions Mm -hmm. and all this stuff but I am declaring this truth about me that I'm an altar right we're like um, there was this whole series I watched Life Church where twenty first century temples. So we are mm-hmm. like walking temples of God and with with altar, this came before like this came after I wrote the song. It was like, yeah, like we are altars. And if we look um when we walk into places we know that we are an altar where, you know, sacrifices used to be made on an altar mm-hmm. and all that stuff. But 
because of Jesus now, it's like, I'm going to walk into this place and I, I am like, because of Jesus, I get to now be fully and complete in him. Yeah. And also remember that like, I can strive to do all of these things and I could, you know, want to do a million things, but be still and know. So like the mm-hmm. altar is like where you can just lay your burdens down and just know that my life will be a declaration to you and like, let me chill. <laughs> let me <laughs> yeah. chill. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so good. That was a lot. Sorry. I was like, what? No, no, that's good. And like, you know, altars can tend to be like a very churchy thing. Like people not, might not yeah. know what they are, but it's a place where I feel like, you know, whenever you're just done, like falling on the ground, like yep. that becomes an altar. Like yep. we are, it's where you surrender or you um, can give up if you don't have Christ. It's like where you are literally at your end and you yep. are giving it all to Christ. And like to be that altar is like a whole other like game that you, like this is like new, mm-hmm. you know, to be like the temple that where God dwells or his spirit mm-hmm. dwells in you and to be the altar where literally like every moment of your life is surrendered like that's yeah. just oh it's it's a good song too thank it's you super good. <laughs> thank um, you if you guys haven't listened to it yes. you should go stream it because it's pretty amazing um and then you are also wanting to release another song yes this is a podcast exclusive <laughs> um my next song is called aroma and it's gonna be out may 1st so that's also another podcast exclusive um it's same deal i was waiting online to get a covid test and it was like (laughs) five hours long it was insane i was outside it was freezing and i was reading right like fragrant offering and you know so the song came top to bottom like I'm on this thing now where I'm like, oh. if God gives me a song top to bottom written, I'm releasing it. Like nice. that's how I do. So like I don't have this desire to be on a label or be signed or any of that. I mm-hmm. just want to create music that God gives me and that I can give. Mm-hmm. You know, so um, Aroma is about being a fragrant offering unto the Lord and how like, you know, in, in the Old Testament, they, they would uh, burn things and it would release incense and mm-hmm. it would go up to God and, like, make that for me. Like, I want to be a fragrant incense. I want to burn for you, Jesus. I want to, mm-hmm. like, and, and not only burn for you, but, like, that the flames within me will show to other people and affect other people. So yeah. it's going to be fun. I'm excited. It's it's different than my first song. It's, like, a dance song. Um, and we have some exciting things coming with that project. But, yeah. I'm super excited. If you ever meet Crystal, you will know that she is just fun. And so the fact that she's releasing a dance song is super <laughs> exciting. Like, I have, like... I know that it's going to be a good time. Like, I just know it. And, like, um, yeah, so you guys should definitely just be on the lookout for that because yeah. it's just it, – it's more than just the music that I love. It's just the message and the heart behind it um, and just being able to see Christ through it. And, you know, I think it's just such a special thing. And when people release music, like, music is impactful, yep. you know, especially, I think, for feelers. Like, it's, yep. like, a – big thing like you cry in your car and mm-hmm. like you just ball like and to be able to do that with worship is just such a special thing um but yeah that was oh I love it and that are that's all my questions for you 
Yes. So um, I just want to know if you don't mind sharing like where people can find you um, yeah. on social media um, so people can come check you out. Yeah, so on social media, I am Crisbell underscore Brennis. Um, I, that's a lot to spell. Um, so that's <laughs> K-R-I-S-B-E-L underscore B-R-E-N-E-S. And that's me on everywhere, on that's Instagram, great. on Facebook, on YouTube. And I am on Spotify, Apple Music, Pandora, Amazon Music. So I'm excited. I'm grateful that I got to share my story yes, and uh, what God's doing. And I am so excited to see what God's doing in you and in this podcast. And I pray that it can continue to be a fragrant offering onto the lord <laughs> there it is uh, there it is thank you so much also for setting all this up no here problem also. Once again, I just want to thank you for tuning in to this week's episode. And as promised, here are the ways that you can get connected. You can follow me on Instagram on my personal account, which is Maylani Brewer, M-A-E-L-A-N-I-B-R-E-W-E-R. Or you can follow the podcast, which is Steadfast Love Podcast. I hope to see each and every one of you over on Instagram. Thanks again and talk to you next time.